Hi everyone, welcome to Cracker Classics, a weekly podcast where me, Joshua, and I, Ian, we watch an old movie and uh, look at it through the lens of today. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way of putting it. Yep. Today we're going to watch uh, Joan of Arc. Mmm, boy. Probably Which Joan of Arc? It's oh, like 30. That's true. The, the Ingrid Bergman <laughs> one, where she's 33 and plays Joan of Arc, who's 15. She was like 17. Nope. When she did her stuff? Nope. Um, she was like 17 when she died. She was 19 when she died. 19? I was no. reading up on her this morning. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she was like 15 when she started doing her stuff. Well, maybe. But yeah. But still, she was my age, 33, yeah. playing a teenager. <laughs> and a Swedish actress playing a French teenager. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> that's not... I can't think of anyone that was actually a teenager that played Joan of Arc, so... Uh, well, probably not. Even Lily like... Sobieski was like 22 or something, I yeah, think. Yeah, she's probably the closest. She guess at least looked the part. Well, yeah, but that's because she looked like she was 14, mm -hmm. so it's part of why she got cast in so many things, because she could not act. No. Anyway, <laughs> the fact that I know her name is still, I don't know why. That was a good TV movie on Joan of Arc, I thought. Yeah, that was all, all right. right. We'll see how good this one is, and we'll see what depiction of Joan of Arc we get. Ooh. That's a valid point, too. Is it going too. <laughs> to be, uh, you know, just true telling of her life, or are we going to have a nice uh, nationalist vibe or a Catholic-y vibe? I really hope they wrote the script off of the Mark Twain book. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> that's like the best Joan of Arc. Yeah, it did say drama, so I... I'm imagining a lot of swelling music and, mm -hmm. like rays of light from the sky and uh, yes uh, yeah maybe some angels humming in the distance or something yes. most likely yeah yeah we will see how her uh visions are, <laughs> are depicted that should be fun yeah there's a lot of stuff in here if you know the story of joan of arc and especially like what happened after she got captured and stuff yeah could be interesting to see uh how well the English are depicted, and the well, the, the English. King are, and... Well, <clears throat> I won't say anything about the English right now. Yeah, we'll um... wait. We'll, let's hold <laughs> off on that. What do we think will be a, a problem with this? Uh, probably religious stuff. Yeah, I feel it could be a little over the top, exaggerated on certain. Yeah. Wonderful things about her life. Not saying she didn't do awesome stuff. Which she totally did. Yeah. She was a straight badass, period. No question. Mm-hmm. Definitely uh, deserves the uh, reverence that she has gotten. Yep. And yes, she did exist. Yep. She's real. Yeah. Just like you and me, only way better. Yeah. In part <laughs> of my reading up this morning, I read some uh, revisionist theories some people say she's more myth than real. Uh, nope. That she was uh, the, the king's half-sister. 
wasn't nope. a peasant at all. That's bullshit. Something else, too, that I was like, really? <laughs> oh. We're not here to change history. Nope. We're just going to see uh, how this movie tried to change history. Watch a movie that got Ingrid Bergman nominated for an Oscar. Always worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Because, God, I love her. Mm-hmm. She's so good. I expect a good performance, at least. Yeah. The story, well, we'll see. We'll definitely see yeah. about that. Anyway, uh, we should probably get on to it. Yeah, let's get started. It's kind of a long movie, so let's do this. We'll be back with intermission impressions and our opinions on the English. And God. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty preachy. A little bit. About as much as any Joan of Arc story is, though. There always has to be uh, that God talk. I don't know. Well, I mean, there's got to be the God talk, but it doesn't have to be preachy and holier than thou about it, though. Yeah, it is a little over the top with uh, trying to get her divineness across. Yeah. It's nice that we're seeing the doubt of people in the army and seeing her kind of turn all of these skeptical people her way. It's interesting how they're showing that. Well, I'm told, right? You got it. I mean, that's an important part of the story. Mm-hmm. And I think it's being told well. Eh, pretty well. You know, all of the divine intervention, we're not seeing any of that. It's all inferred and just yeah, yeah. what she says. And it's Ingrid Bergman, so she's she can emulate. Yeah, that, like, she is... Fantastic Shining in this Shining light role. through the darkness. She's so, beautiful yeah. in this role. Like, it's just the accent that doesn't fit. <laughs> I can pretend it's French. Yeah. Why not? I do okay. Everyone else is British or Spanish, so. Yep. Yeah. Except for the British guy, he sounded French. That's true. He sounded the least British out of anyone. He sounded the most yeah. French out of anyone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that's a subtle Hollywood thing. I guess. I don't know. I think it's just 40s Hollywood doesn't know what real accents are. Well, if you have an accent, you're the bad guy. But in this case, yeah. it's France. <laughs> that's a good French, point. you have an accent, so we'll make him British, because that's close enough. He's British, <laughs> so he's going to have a French accent, because why? <laughs> because if you have an accent, you're the bad guy. <sighs> Oh, God. Yeah, it's, um, the accents are terrible. Yeah, all over the we're place. just trying to skim over that. Yeah. Go to the meat of the story. Yeah. Like how word travels really fast in medieval France. Yeah. And I came from miles away to hear about you, because I heard about you two weeks ago, and it took, that's as long as it took for me to get from one yep. end of the country to the other. Yep. In my dead horse. No, the dead horse comes back to life, remember? Roused by her great rhetoric. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that that whole battle scene is weird. Yep. It's it's not done well no. movie wise. It's um it feels almost like the film was sped up slightly for part of it. Yeah. But only part of it. And it wasn't even just, like, one particular scene. It was part of a scene. It was one of the, like, four reels. Yeah. They didn't speed them all up, just the one. Yeah. And then they added in all the other. But it wasn't just the one, like, because it was 
you see them running for the trench and it's like speed and a half and then they get there and start putting the ladders up like we don't cut or anything but it goes to normal speed it's true like yeah. it's it's a little painful yeah it was very awkward very very it, awkward it's very chaotic which i get it war okay fine but it doesn't come across no well. no yeah. i like the aftermath though like she actually yep. shows remorse well, not remorse, just sadness for the death. Yeah, and it shows some of that naivety. And like, they're dead because of me, mm -hmm. but it still had to happen, so, like, it's sad that they're dead, but I don't feel like it's my fault. It's kind of how that comes across. Sorta. Like, their death is terrible and tragic. Yeah, there's still that grief over the loss of life and the the guilt of what how i contributed but to me that. killing them was not wrong a lot of blood shed in the name of the lord god likes his red paint god is a big fan of red paint yeah. <laughs> we learned nothing else and prophecy he really yeah, likes his prophecy yeah the the maid of lorraine prophecy is laid on pretty thick in here which i mean generally is with this story but yeah. i don't really know how how that actually happened. Yeah, there was the story, and she became that, but whether or not it was a self-fulfilling prophecy, as they kind of show in this, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. This isn't bad. No. It is very preachy, and it's very uh, stylized to make certain points about it. Yep. Ingrid is fantastic, though. She is good. I would say Ferrer is kind of... <laughs> he kind I of like he fits yes he very fits much fits the smarminess of the <laughs> dauphin yeah because he's not the greatest guy no and they're kind of hitting him nail in the head with him yeah i'm broke i'm a coward and i'm a potz and i know this which he pretty much was yeah so, and he knew yeah. it and then here came this wonderfully idealistic bright-eyed child saying god has commanded to this great grand sinner to reunite france yep hey i can use that this will work to my advantage and, oh his crown hair <laughs> when he took that <laughs> crown off and, yeah. and the bowl cut was the style at the time but then it was matted down yeah <laughs> it, was, it was funny it was very entertaining attention to detail so, so far, like, haven't seen much that's too problematic. I mean, the general dismissing of the idea of women. Mm hmm And specifically when she first talks to Sir Robert, is it, I think? Robert. And his, he's like, hey, you can be a camp follower if you want. Well, happy as a courtesan. Yeah. How experienced are you? Oh, you'll get experience in the field. Yeah, but I mean, that's 15th century France. It's very authentic, <laughs> I would say, yeah. But you're a child and you're a girl child. I'm surprised that you've made it this far without being raped and yep. whatnot. Why are you talking to me? Why do you think it's okay to talk to me? <laughs> yeah. yeah. The insolence of God. <laughs> he does that. He just sort of weaves in and yeah. society's norms and like, no, God says it's this. Yeah, it's a little long. It's definitely long. It's like drawn out, but not 
act in a terrible, terrible way. Well, it's not awful, but it's not great either. No. I mean, it was all right, and then we got to the battle, and that seemed kind of drawn out. But also, just I thought it was drawn well up before we got to the battle. The battle was at least something happening. Something happened, yeah. Before then, it was just talk and swelling music. You're right. There's a lot of exposition, especially a in the beginning. A lot of exposition. But then we get some big character development. And, I feel. and a lot of flowery musical swells. Yeah. Just the humming of angels and the yeah, oh. da, da, da. <laughs> yeah, and then the trumpeters and then, yeah. yeah, it's um we needed grandiose. That's the word I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. It's grandiose, but it's not over the top too much. Like it's not uh... it's not egotistical grandiose. No, it's close. Yeah, but there's still more reverence than. Yeah, then ego. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give it that. It's still a little... It's trying to keep itself in check. Yeah. We'll wait till the English get more into here. We'll see. The the After the battle, and then when he becomes king and she gets captured, this is the more interesting part of her life, in my opinion. Uh, Yeah, her oh. trial is amazing. Mm-hmm. I, hope, I hope they do that well. I want to see how they depict this trial. Yeah. And then we can have a nice little discussion about how our law system might not be perfect. But, but it's... it's better than this! Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have come a long way, at least. So yeah, we should get back to it and see. Alright. See what we, what we get to talk about in the second half. I'm good with that. Okay. And despite the fact that we're an hour and a half in, there's not too much to talk about yet. Set up. <laughs> Third act is on its way. Gun's been introduced. Yes. yes. <laughs> Who's the gun? What's the gun? She's the gun. Well, yeah. And she will go off in the third act. Yes. Because death by fire is horrible. Goddamn foreshadowing. Foreshadowing! <laughs> yeah, we'll be back. Truly she was the son of God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't you mean daughter it's john wade he has no idea um (laughs) only men are good enough for him it's uh wow this is better than that it is but it definitely had that feel at the end Uh, yes we got a little too into the beatifying yeah yeah as we tend to do this does a very good job though of sort of separating your faith from the bullshit of the world and how you should probably stick to your faith i guess yep because the world is full of bullshit Mm mm-hmm yeah, this movie is a great example of why we need a separation of church and state. Yeah. Because a church-run trial... state gets into the church... Ugh. Yeah. And when church gets into the state... The church ugh. has always been in the state. <laughs> when the church thinks it can do the things of the state, separate from the state... Yeah. And going against the church... <laughs> yeah... Also, I was wrong earlier. Lily Sobieski was totally 16 when she played Joan of Arc, so... Yeah. They did have a teenager do it once. So there's a big death motif through here. Yep. That uh, is naively like, oh, I don't understand what they mean by martyrdom. 
or victory or rescue. Well, she didn't at the Which time. she didn't, yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's freaking 19 and was raised a peasant in France. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not... <laughs> generally, you died at 18 as a peasant in France. No, generally, you died as a baby. Which wow. is why the life expectancy was low. Because mm-hmm. so many babies died. And that skews the numbers. Yeah. And if you made it to 10... You were likely to make it to like fifty or sixty, or right. seventy. Yeah. So yeah, it's way to trample. It, it wasn't. It wasn't just joke. a bunch of people dying at there. If it didn't suck so bad, yeah, I know. and yeah. like rely on such terrible information that's yeah. constantly repeated, wouldn't have had to do anything about it. But but we had war at the same time. Yeah, we saw a lot of young death in this movie. Yes, and then martyrdom. Yes, and just shitty, shitty men. Mostly. And church. Yeah, yeah. Because, of course, there's the uh, assault. Yeah. Which historically was a thing. It was partly why she wore men's clothing. Yep. They are harder to take off. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I did not know that. There's bindings and certain things, and there's pants, and there's, you know, it's not just yeah. one thing that slips over you entirely. Huh. Men's clothes are harder to get off, at least in this period of time. So, to prevent easy access to things like rape, it would make sense to wear men's clothing over just yeah. a woman's dress that just slips over you. So, it was a very <sighs> creepy, awkward scene. All the men go into the cell and they say, why aren't you wearing your dress? Yeah. Like, Ugh. Which, first of all, that promise was is null and void now because you didn't keep up your end of the bargain. Yep, she's not in a woman's prison. She's mm-hmm. not in a church prison, so she doesn't have to hold up her end. Because Y'all are fucking... Yep. There's many, 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 many issues with with the trial and her being captured and stuff. Oh, yes. Yeah. Which is why I'm glad we've made some advances in law and justice over 600 years. Still a lot of gotcha bullshit in court, though. Well, yeah, I'll put it to you that we haven't gone as well as I would have liked to have gone over the past 600 years. Yeah. But it is better than it was. That's, we do need to keep going. That's though. true. That's true. Yes. Oh, Lord, yes. Like during the battle, even afterwards, she kept saying, We must go forward. We keep going. Yeah. That's a nice metaphor beyond war. Just keep going. Because it'll keep going without you. You may as well keep, keep up going. With it. Yeah. yeah. Don't keep up. You'll be trampled underneath or burned. Oh, no. She kept going. That was her. That, that was like getting skipped ahead kind of thing. Sort of. I mean, she was going to get burned regardless of what she did. Well, she was. And there was but... that whole, you know, submit abjuration, and she finally submitted. It didn't matter. No. She should have just not submitted. I... They were going to burn her either way. She kind of had to, to see that they were acting in utterly bad faith. True. She still had a little naivety. Yep. She had a little doubt. And that showed her that, yeah, no, these guys are full of shit. It doesn't matter what these you do. These are not men of God. No, these are not men yeah. of God. So stick to God and you'll be good. If you listen to these men, submit to these men, they do not hold up their end. Mm-hmm. God will. doesn't quite give the best moral. basically says only listen to the voices in your head. No. It says, listen to the voices in your head if the voices in your head speak only truth. Mm. That's how she knew they were of God, because they spoke only truth. You're right. Think of all the people 
And that's how I know so many things that claim to be of God are not of God Mm -hmm. because they do not speak the truth. Mm -hmm. Many people, though, every voice in their head they think speaks truth. Or they're willing to believe that it does. And, and that's where that's things get sticky. a problem. Yes. Yeah. Trust but verify. And if you cannot verify, you cannot trust. How do you verify? <laughs> Having not been in that voice from God situation, I don't know how you verify it. Well, you compare it to your experience. The or... things that actually exist in the world. The things that actually happen in the world. Mm. Which... By the way, if you think God is testing you with dinosaur bones, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> That's not a test of your faith. That's a test of your gullibility. That's true. You have failed and have lost your divine right. And you're listening to people who are not men of God. Yeah, exactly. Because dude, fucking dinosaurs are real. We're real. We're real. Are real. There's The bones exist. Oh, they yes, the are bones real. Exist, but... As living, breathing dinosaurs of God. Oh, no, yeah, they're, they're, they're... They were. They were. And let's keep it that way, please. <laughs> I want to beat the dinosaurs of God. Uh, I'm good. <laughs> Perhaps it shall be after I die. But I shall meet the dinosaurs of God. All right. I have faith. <laughs> I will ride on the back of a stegosaurus. Oh, God, no. That would be painful. That would be painful. Well, they're Put a big, saddle on a T-Rex. They're big spikes, Put though. A you could totally on wedge a in between the spikes and just Maybe. sort of, like, Maybe. straddle them. I don't know. If you turn too sharply, you could get cut in half. Well, so. true. Just that happens a, in war, too. Just put a saddle on a T-Rex. I'm good to go. the wrong way, and an arrow just goes right in between the arm. Well, yeah. always found that very convenient in, in this story. Well, how many had glanced off of the armor already at that point, though? True. Like, it's a, it's a numbers game. One of them's going to hit. Yeah. There are certain uh, conveniences in the story, I suppose. But this is also a Hollywoodized version. Yeah. Of course there's conveniences. Yeah. Any story is going to have... Liberties. Over time. Mm-hmm. Liberties taken. We are talking a nationalistic sort of motif here. Especially in that situation, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) This is an interesting mix of uh, faith and religion and nationalism and patriotism. Yes. Because she really was kind of the first nationalist figure, if you think about it. Kind of. You know, beyond the royalty or the king or whatever. Yes. She was the first of the peasantry to Mm -hmm. be, yeah. Be a national symbol, something to rally around. Yes. Before that, it was always... The king's land. Yeah. And it started to turn into the country's land. Yeah. It became more about everyone inside the country instead of just the one guy who owned everything. Yes. Which is nice. Yeah. It's a step in the right it's direction. A step in the right direction. Yeah. <laughs> Under the guise of God and Catholics, it led to stuff. Yes. See, old men in power, you have no idea what the, the true nature of God is. Most of them don't. Yeah. 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 Not saying God has nationalistic tendencies. <laughs> Very much doesn't. No. I would imagine. But I could totally see where he's coming from in this. So it's, he's not for France. He's not against England. He is against England being in France mm-hmm. because that's not where England belongs. Yeah. A case can <laughs> be made that England was really doing very unchristian things. Well, in the case this war. can often be made that England is doing very unchristian exactly. things. <laughs> but, but especially yeah. this war, yeah. you know, they sort of 
the, the term scorched earth is used when talking about their tactics in this war. God, the Hundred Years' War. Was, yeah. Oof. Which they didn't call it that at the time. Nope. It was, it was a series of skirmishes, little blips of sort of peace in between, but everything was a mess and economic failure and... It was essentially a Unchristian war kings. What was it, 116 years, I think? It was definitely more than 100. Yeah. yeah. But it was all squabbles over who inherits the land. Which one of my spoiled children was supposed to get the crown after I die. Which is part of the reason I don't believe in inheritance, but... Uh, mm -hmm. I say that, but I live in a house that was paid for by early inheritance. Um, <laughs> uh, there's things to be said of inheritance, and then... But that's early inheritance. It's not like after death or anything. But uh -huh. It's more my, my, my parents... Help me out with the down payment. Gotcha. I've inheritance is a, is a sticky wicket. It's a very sticky wicket. Yeah. Like it's fine to pass it down to your children what you have worked for. Uh, is it though? All of it. Is it really amassing billions upon billions just to give it to your children so that they don't have to do anything? That ain't right. It's not being a good parent. That's true. That's being an enabler. Uh-huh. I put it to you that I if if I have any inheritance coming, it ain't gonna be much. <laughs> it'll be mainly in things, you know, it'll be the house and stuff in the house, whatever land. Yeah. I don't expect tons of money. And it'll get split three ways anyway. Yep. And I'm the only one without kids. <laughs> and you know. Yeah. I, I don't expect much of anything. And that is fine. Yep. There's no shame in that. Oh no, I didn't come from many, many things. Whatever. <laughs> the less things you have, the less you have to worry about. Unless you're called by God to lead France to victory over the English. Then you got lots of worries. <laughs> <laughs> no? You, well, I guess technically you still have no worries because God has your back. That's true. You can <laughs> let God handle it. You're right. Let go and let God. But she wasn't doing that through this. There's definitely things that she could not handle. <laughs> She got there in the end, though. Yes. But those were kind of tests of her faith and whatnot. Yeah. How she would handle seeing these real-life things that manifest through what God told you to do. Yep. And you gotta deal with that. The consequences of your actions. <laughs> things that all those judges in that trial knew nothing about. Because <laughs> they've been their entire lives avoiding consequences of their actions. Mm-hmm. Hiding behind the church and the... Yep. Whatever else. Yeah. Small history lesson, Pierre Cochon, the main bastard of the trial. Yeah. He was excommunicated after his death. Yay! Of course, it had to be after his death. Man. Doesn't matter when it happens for your immortal souls. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she eventually gets a retrial long after her death, and they realize, wow. Holy we, uh, shit. <laughs> we this was fucked up. People and they shat the bed on this. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. But then it still took like four or five hundred years for her to become a saint. Because sexism? I don't know exactly why. I don't know why. But yeah, she she totally deserves sainthood. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Even if she was a bit unorthodox. Most of the saints were. The best saints <laughs> were. <laughs> the core message was still there. Yes. And aside from that one mistake she made by denying... Which they forgave her for, she says. Well, yeah. You know, that, that's the only thing I can think of that she did wrong, according to yep. to the saints. Not that I'm a Christian who would know, but 
if the voices are truly of God, you follow the voices. And that was the only time she didn't. But you... So. Uh, the thing is, again, you have to be sure the voices are of God. Don't just take their word for it. Like... <laughs> yeah, I don't know how you go about that. And that like and revealing and, stuff in and a then chapel. and that like at the end there like that last thing like she tested the word of the men that were persecuting her mm-hmm. found it wanting and came back to God That's true. which is how God works testing yep research and development yep <laughs> we've gotten a little preachy on this podcast yes but, we uh, have boy oh boy but this is a preachy movie yeah it is it's a very preachy movie I uh. Halfway recommend. I don't think it's problematically preachy. No, it's still the meat and bones of the story of, of yeah, her. Yeah, it's solid. And it does her justice. And Ingrid is fucking beautiful. She's damn good. She's fantastic. Yeah. I love All her so much. All the garbage people around her are pretty decent garbage people. In the yeah, they're, they're great garbage they're people. They portrayed well. <laughs> her followers are a little... On the NPC side, they're very... Have you seen followers, though? I know, I guess it's true to life, but... It's kind of gross. There was very little meat Part behind Part of why them. I don't want to be famous. <laughs> yeah. Your, your doting fans are going to be pretty hollow. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're... Ugh. Ugh. But they define their life through you. Uh, <laughs> fuck off and get a hobby. Get your own life. Yeah. Yeah, watch this for a lesson in God. I did. Refresher. Does a pretty good job on that, honestly. If you're a person of the faith, this might help you to uh, get more in touch with your faith. And And if you're not, it might help you understand why people have faith. Mm -hmm. Where faith, when appropriate, actually comes from. Yeah, and when it can be helpful, maybe. Of course, when it's bullshit, it's bullshit, and we should call it the fuck out. Yes, and work towards noticing. Looking that it's at you, bullshit. Joel Osteen. He can't call it out on himself, though. No, I'm calling him out. Ah, there you go, motherfucker. See, unless we give him a mirror, he's not going to call himself out on it. No, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm straight calling him out. He is full of shit. He is not of God. No, no. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. Disgusting. Anyway. Any of those rich Christian people. Yeah. Not really much of God. Yeah, if you've got a fuck ton of money and uh, you're using it to live a fantastical life instead of giving it to poor people. You're as bad as the bishop. Yeah. Yeah. Don't mix politics and religion. It's my whininess moral for the day. Don't mix (laughs) politics and religion. But do follow us on Twitter at Cracker Classics. Support us on Patreon slash Cracker Classics. Check out our website, crackerclassics.com. That's the one. (laughs) And we'll see you back here again next week. Thank you, folks. Bye. Bye.